RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to another episode of the Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. Uh, pretty excited today to get an opportunity to sit down with a very, very good friend of mine. You know, when whenever I do a, a fishing seminar, heck, I, you know, for the most part, whenever I'm in a room or a auditorium or wherever, I like to be the biggest guy in the room. It just it's just who I am. You know, if I look around, I see a bigger dude, then I know I got to put some more time in the gym. And every time I'm around this guy, I never get to feel like the biggest guy in the room. He is uh, a very, very good friend of mine, like I said, Mr. Rodney Burton from Results Nutrition joining me. How are you, big fellow? I'm doing good. How about you, sir? Well, I'm sore, but uh, that's because I've been under your uh, personal training hands here for the last several weeks trying to get back in the gym flow after this uh, crazy quarantine and all this nonsense. So other than being sore, I'm good. Well, you know how I like to share the love with my clients. It says in a good book, do unto others as you will do unto yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know you uh, You like to share the love. There's no doubt about that. Let's, uh, let's kind of start at the beginning. Obviously, we're going to cover some of your bodybuilding stuff first, and then we'll dive into some of your love for the sport of fishing. So how does it get started for Rodney Burton? What what drives Rodney to decide that he's going to try to pack on a bunch of weight, size, change his physique, change the way he eats? How does all that get started, Rodney? That gets started by being the smallest person in your your high school, your elementary, your middle pretty much the smallest person that's been in the group for most of my life until I found weights. And even with that, my friends challenged me to go probably three months in a row. And I kept saying, absolutely not. It's a waste of time. I've been skinny all my life. Nothing's going to change. And for some reason, one day I decided to say yes. And that one day changed everything about me. I was supposed to get a free week at the gym, and I decided that I wasn't even going to take the free week because something happened during that one workout session that made me realize that something was necessary to, about this, this whole process. So I signed up after that workout for the first month and then every month after that. And after about five or six months, I was like, man, there's something to this. And then I decided to to change gears. And once I did that, I saw a whole different side of things because I went to a, a bigger gym and I saw a lot more people involved in exercise and taking it to the next level. And then a couple of guys in the gym decided that, you know, come over and befriend me and congratulate me on what they've been seeing being done in the gym. And they talked about bodybuilding. And I kind of like didn't know what that was. And when they described it, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm way too person for that. <laughs> and then they talking to me about it. And they, they decided that, you know, they weren't going to let it go. And they saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. And then once I decided to do the first show, it was game on from that point on. I knew that there was something about this that was going to be surprisingly changing for my the rest of my life 
And then when I committed into that part of it, it was like, okay, I know I got to do this for the rest of my life because of the control it gave me over how I look and feel on a day-to-day basis was priceless. When was that? What year was that that you decided you were going to kind of run the... 1992. I started working out in 1991, so I only had one year in. And then I moved gyms from Plant City Power Shop over to Lifestyles and, and Brandon. And that's where the guys convinced me that they saw something in me that I didn't see that needed to be put on the stage. And after I did that first show in 92, the bug bit me even more so because at that point I just realized that I needed to commit my life to this because of what it had already done in just one year. I went from 140 pounds to 154. And like I said, most of my life, I've been the run of the litter. In high school, I weighed 105. So I've always been the smallest person. And with working out, it gave me an opportunity to change not only how I looked, but how I felt about how I looked. Because before I found the gym, I didn't like what I saw in my mirror. I woke up many a days looking at it like, man, something's got to change. This is just too, this is just too small of a frame. I didn't like what I saw. Well, and, and, and how, I mean, it's such a, you know, I've been, I've been in the gym throwing weights around since the late eighties uh, when I was stationed in Europe. And, and I mean, how it's such a, it's such a crazy transition because, and I, I don't, I don't know that people understand how hard it is. I mean, I spend a lot of time in the weight room, but in order to do it at the level you're doing it, that's a whole nother level of commitment. I mean, I, I've always been committed to my time in the gym and I've always worked hard and, you know, sometimes my eating is, you know, my nutrition is better than other times, but to do it to where you could actually, and I, for years I had, you know, people in around the Bay Area tell me, hey, we got, you know, what do we got to do to get you on stage? I'm like, it's not going to happen because I'm not that disciplined. How did you get yourself so disciplined that you could, because it's a really disciplined regimen to take that on. Yeah, like you said, most people don't understand the sacrifice that's made when you see a competitor hit the stage. It's a... Uh... It's taking your whole life and making it a sacrifice. This clock never turns off. It's a 24-7, 365-day process. There's things that you're going to forget about eating. There's things you're going to forget about doing for the love of being able to be on that stage to display your masterpiece. What most people don't understand is behind the scenes, it's, let me see how I can even say this in a nice way. There's a lot of pain involved in the things that you're going to give up, but that reward that you gain from that look that you produce at the end of that whole journey is priceless. And for having that, that control and that power, it's an unbelievable feel knowing that you have put this much into it and this is what you're going to get from it. And that's what makes it easier for me to transition into that lifestyle because I kind of have that addictive personality and I'm always hungry for change. And this finally gave me my voice to be able to express how I feel and look through the types of exercise 
through the discipline, the dedication to the nutrition, and I can put all those pieces together and formulate something that's very unique, catering to just myself. And having that kind of power is, is priceless. When I was doing my homework for this podcast, I went to your website, resultsnutrition.net, and there's a, a, a large, pretty large list of bodybuilding competitions that you've competed in and, and some that you've won and some that you top fived and some that you top tened and all that. You know, of all those accomplishments, Rodney, which one was the hardest to get and which one was most satisfying? The hardest for me to get was the win in 2006, which was the Mr. Florida title. That's not saying I won my class. I won the actual whole show. So I beat everybody in my class and all the other classes. Right. You were the overall Mr. Florida. That's a big win. That was uh, that was my defining moment there, because the year before, I thought I was going to get an overall win at the uh, Southeastern USA Southeastern USA show, and I didn't get the overall, and I was a little shocked by that. And I said, okay, next year when they see me, there will be no doubt that I'm not going to be the winner. I'm going to do everything that I can possibly do in the gym and with my nutrition and cross all the T's and dot all the I's to make sure that I put a perfect performance on in the off season and when the season turns around and starts to get prepping for that year. So what I did with that part of it was I didn't wait another week or two like most people do after they do a show like they buy to recover. I was in the gym on Sunday. The show was on Saturday, so Sunday I started my process. When I walked off the stage, I was already putting together the plan for what I was going to do next. Before I even started walking into the gym on that Sunday, I had mapped out my whole entire workout session for the coming year. I had started out mapping out three to four months of my nutrition. I was so dialed in because I was so frustrated at the same time. And what I figured out over life at that point is I could take the strengths, the weaknesses, the failures, the positives, and I can roll them all into one and make one successful run at that title. And once I plugged in, it was like clockwork. I gave up everything and anything except for putting in that time at the gym. I let nothing get in the way. I was on a whole nother level of a thought process, but at the same time, the sacrifice, and it paid off. Talk to me a little bit about the nutritional side, Rodney, and and I know, you know, you and I have talked before about how important that is, you know, but, but tell the listeners, you know, how important that nutritional side is to not only just what you're doing, but just everyday life itself. Nutrition is 80% of how you look and feel. You can control everything about you by the choices that you make from the foods that you're going to put in your mouth. People don't understand the value in what you decide you're going to eat day to day, week to week, month to month. But in reality, it changes everything about you from one spoonful to the next. And what I like about it is, is being able to help others 
understand what that value for them looks like because each individual person is completely different. You may eat the same types of foods from a certain list, but how you implement them on a daily basis when it comes to portions, when it comes to timings, and when it comes to the different things that you put inside your body to understand how they actually work for your advantage. Just because we all can eat the same thing doesn't mean that we're going to have the same results. The key to it is dialing it in for the individual person. So when you see me post things on Facebook or what you see me eat, what you don't understand is it's been calculated every single day. Every single meal, there is no surprise in my day-to-day of what I'm going to eat. The only difference is I know me better than you know me. And that's the key to it is understanding what your body needs and how long it can go with eating it without having it count against you. And those are the secrets that that God has blessed me with to be able to understand not only for myself, but for all of my clients. And and nutrition, like I say, is 80%. 80%. Yeah, I, I got I to I gotta believe you're pretty spot on there because I know when – when I go through my, you know, especially the, the winter time when I'm spending a lot of time and maybe I'm hunting, I'm in a deer camp and things like that. And you don't have access to the normal dietary stuff that I do. I know as I roll out of that season, I'm always dragging. Um, I love it. My brain is kind of refreshed from just the R&R, the relaxation I get from being in the woods. But I can also feel a difference in my body because I've been, again, you know, you spend a week in the woods here and a week in the woods there. And, you know, you're, you're not eating exactly the way we eat at the house here, you know, on a daily, weekly basis. So it, it it definitely changes things up a little bit. So let's, let's talk about one of your other loves. Um, as you said, you have an addictive personality. I know how much you love to fish. I know you fish some tournaments and, fish every chance you get. Where did that all start? Have you been fishing since you were a little kid? I started fishing freshwater when I was growing up. And I would fish in the phosphate pits in Plant City because that's really what I only had access to. And then as I got older, I would have my grandmother drop me off over to Lake Parker early in the morning. Because even before I knew what tides and charts and all that other stuff was, I knew that you had to get there early enough to catch that bite window. Right. And she, she would drop me off and come back and pick me up at a certain time. But I had a love for, for fishing as well because what it does for me is it frees my mind of everything else. And it just gives me an opportunity to try to dial in and think kind of like the fish do. And what what – I know you – you run a big ranger boat now, and, and you spend as much time as you can on the salt water. What what drew you to the salt water side of it? I had I had a quest for bigger fish and a different species that I had you know never caught before. And I would see on the programs where people were catching redfish, snook, and trout. And it kind of interests me. And then I was talking to one of my other friends who actually helped me find my first boat. And then before long, the person that showed him was teaching me. And then once I got a, a, a clear understanding about salt water, I was hooked. 
<laughs> anybody they know my favorite fish is a redfish. It's something about that pull, that fight, and just that 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 evil that's inside of those fish that turns me <laughs> on because they give up, and I kind of see a little bit of myself in the way they act. It's because when they get to the boat, they're not done. And basically, what I've done with bodybuilding and working out, it's an endless process. So I kind of relate that to what I do out on the water. When I when I catch one of those, it's like heaven for me. Artificial or live bait, Rodney? Which is your which is your preferred way to catch them? I have done them both. I do mostly live bait, but when the winter time comes, I love catching them on artificials. And one of my good friends taught me how to catch them, and it's been a game changer. Because I I've, I had a lot of lures in my tackle box for years, and I never used them. And I met the right person to be in the right atmosphere who was capable of of teaching me what was necessary in order to make that switch over the artificials enjoyable. Because it definitely wasn't easy. You got a live bait guy trying to switch to artificials. They're, they're looking for a whole different, a different feel for the, the game of, of, or should I say the art of catching fish. Before yeah. you throw something, you force them to bite. Now you're actually tricking them into biting because that artificial is a whole different approach. But I actually enjoyed that part very much well as, as doing the, the live bait because it gave me an opportunity to understand another side and another avenue of, of targeting fish. And before long, I kind of fell in love with that just as much. So I, I enjoy when wintertime comes around because I'm going to get a chance to bring those artificials back out and go back down to a couple of places that I know that they hang out in hurting on a few more redfish. Yeah, I like I like I like both, but I think the beauty to artificials is that you've you know, you didn't throw something in there that they see every day. You know, you you take you're fishing with a live pinfish, they see pinfish every day, they eat pinfish every day. If you catch them on a pinfish, yeah, that's cool, it's good. But when you throw a piece of plastic in there, and fool one of Mother Nature's creatures into thinking that's something they eat every day. To me, that's pretty cool. I like this. I get big satisfaction out of catching them on on artificial baits. Uh, always have. I think that's super cool. But let's let's talk for a minute about nutrition on the boat for the listeners. A lot of times you're fishing. It's it's a long day. It can be a hot day. Um, you know, even in the wintertime, it's, if you're splashing the boat in the morning, you know, you worked all week, you don't want to, probably don't want to be out there for two hours, you want to be out there for 10 hours. So what are some things that people can eat to give them good energy, you know, throughout a whole day on the water? Well, first, you're going to have your opportunities to use protein shakes, and you can actually doctor them up in a couple of different ways to turn them into meal replacements. So... Instead of just the protein alone, you've got stuff that's called Carbo Plus, which is a carb powder, and now you've made that a complete meal. But I go to the extreme with mine because I'm always trying to get the most for everything that I'm going to do. So my approach to doing a protein shake is a little bit different because I'm going to put some egg whites in there. I'm going to put some sweet potatoes. Yes, I know that sounds like it's not going to taste good, but it will surprise you. 
But what that does is that gives me a chance to put something in that source and not have to be feeling sluggish behind what I'm going to choose, but I also don't have to heat things up. And then the second part to that is if you think about it, a lot of times you're out there water, you don't want to eat nothing hot anyway. So a salad or some type of wrap, and I'm not talking about bread either, so we're going to take that off the, the table. You can wrap that in a head of, in, a, in a piece of lettuce, and you've got a couple of nice opportunities to, to put nutritional value into the, the things that you're going to eat on the boat. But at the same time, if you're already on a program trying to control your weight, whether it's going up or down, you can put those quality things in as a, as a replacement instead of trying to think about you're going to be eating something when you get off the water. You've now spent four, six, seven hours out there with not enough in the tank. So your whole thinking process behind what you're going to do that day of trying to catch the fish is going to be altered. What I try to explain to a lot of people is an empty stomach will cause the brain not to work. So also your reflexes are going to be a little bit slower. So I advise all of my clients when they're, they're talking about they're going to go on a fishing trip, I give them a heads up. Here's a few things that you might want to put on the boat. And that's going to be A, those shakes, and B, the different types of salads, and C, the lettuce wraps. And that'll give you an opportunity to survive your day, but at the same time, stay plugged into your network and keeping your body thriving. Good stuff. Good stuff. What uh, I know you and I have talked about uh, fishing different destinations. Uh, I know that you're a Louisiana fan. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your trips to Louisiana. Oh man, I was, <laughs> I was supposed to be there right now. I was supposed to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because to me that's whole different kind of fishing. They have the ability to allow me to catch as many as as I want to when it comes to red. I've been there on many times and I've caught 450 in just a matter of two to three hours. I thought I would never get tired of catching fish, but when your arms don't work anymore, you can't reel them in. So that's one of my favorite destinations to target redfish. Yeah, it's a pretty special place. Um, how do you do? You take all your food with you when you go out there. I mean, if you go to Venice, Louisiana, you don't have a whole lot of options for fine dining. So I mean, how do you just take all your food with you? A lot of times when I go, I vacuum seal my food, so a lot of my stuff is already pre cooked, and I proportion it out. And then I write down, you know, what meal I need to have that for. And I've always take my shakes and I always travel with a blender. So once I get there and get situated, I blend up my, my the shakes that I'm going to have for the next couple of days. That way I don't have to worry and be under pressure of trying to stay plugged in. And these are some of the same things that I try to teach my clients when they talk about going on trips, going on vacations. I try to explain to them how to set themselves ahead before they even get there. And that vacuum sealer can be your best friend because what it does is it preserves that food. It doesn't matter the temperature outside, nothing's gonna alter it because it's not getting any oxygen on it. So wrapping up and putting in a Ziploc bag or aluminum foil, that's not gonna cut it. 
And th those are the, some of the tricks that I utilize in order to, to travel and still stay plugged in, even on vacation. Yeah, the, the amount of dedication on that side of it is is uh, is crazy impressive. Um, I also wanted to make sure that you and I talked a little bit uh, about, uh, you and I are both spiritual people, and uh, I wanted to touch base on that a little bit with you. Um, I've always been a big fan of the way you view the world and the way you view life, uh, the tenacity at which you train with, you know, the dedication it takes to eat like that. I love the training part. The dieting part I don't like so much, but I like the uh, I like the training part. Um, you know, how is how is your relationship, you know, with the good Lord kind of helped you through this journey that you've been on, Rodney? If it wasn't for my faith, I wouldn't be even to be here today to even have this conversation. And just a quick note, I'm going to show you how everything aligned for me early. And a lot of times when you're, you're trying to build a faith, you don't see it right away. But as you get a little bit older, you get to reflect back on the live, the, lot, the years that's passed, and you can actually see how the, the hand of God has been there holding you and protecting you the whole time. Remember when you was asking me about my drive for bodybuilding? Yep. The other piece of that is that I was in love with stereo systems before the gym. And I built this Ford Escort GT, which was a 1986 Escort GT. It took me about a year to build it, to save up the money for it, I should say. It took a year to build it, and it, I only had it for six months. So... All of that stereo equipment was bought, paid for, and then installed into that car to do car shows. And I only had it for six months before someone stole the car. Wow. Not only did they still, they stole all of the equipment out of the car. So basically when I pulled up on the scene, once the police had found it, I already told them, I said, once I get up here, if there's no stereo in here, this car is total to me. And sure enough, all of the stereo was gone. So I was smart enough and blessed enough to have insurance on the, on the stereo equipment. And that, that car was total. But what it did for me is it helped me turn that switch on a little bit more as far as the training part. Because now I decided I was going to devote my life to something that people couldn't take from me. And if I displayed something within myself, from the gym, I could control it for the rest of my life. So that's the other part of why I'm committed to where I am today is God taught me a lesson. And he said, you put that car in front of everything else and you worship that car. So I took it from you so that you can actually find the passion and drive for what I really had you on this earth for. And that's to be able to put forth the effort into something that you can actually share with the world and that's going to be my way of having you pay it forward to all of the people who will listen to you and those who will follow you. So my faith has been growing more and more from each involvement of every step of my journey. And he's continued to give me these opportunities to reflect back and see what he's done along my journey to get me where I am today. And without my faith, I could not be here today. Could not. Because the schedule that I live on a day-to-day -day basis, it's kind of crazy. 
if I can just explain it to you in a short amount of time, I wake up every day about 4 a.m. And 98% of the time, I wake up before the alarm clock. I get in here and I start working out at 5. Then I go to my day job at 6.30 and I get off at 3. Then I transition from that to running my business at 4.30 p.m. to 8 or 9 or sometimes up to 10 till my last client is done. Then I spend a little bit of time eating before I go to bed, and then I'll start that whole process all over again. That's Monday through Friday. And then if I decide I'm going to fish, guess what time I'm getting up then? Still, four? four thirty <laughs> to try to map out and be prepared for what that day is going to entail. How do you how do you do that for the last fourteen years without having God help you? So when I try to explain why I'm able to do what I'm doing today, the only explanation is my faith, and God has continued to allow me to to do all of these different things and analyze my 24-hour day, those 1,440 minutes, and utilize my time wisely under His guidance. Well, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, and I'm a big believer. Uh, it took me some time. Uh, I wasn't always a spiritual person. I wasn't always a believer, but I believe now, I know for a fact that if you open your mind to him, to it, um, to letting him get in your life and in your head and in your heart, that the really amazing things happen. I could do uh, several podcasts in a row just outlining the, the incredible things that have happened in my world since um, – since I became a believer, since I, I, I had a change in my faith. So, um, you know, one of the many reasons that I love being around you, you know, that tenacious effort that you put into the gym um, to do it at that high level for so many years is, is crazy inspirational. And then obviously we've got a bond through the great sport of fishing. We both love to fish and uh, I love to see you having great success on the water. And then, uh, you know, your faith has always been a, a, a source of inspiration for me. So uh, I appreciate uh, all that you do uh, in your world. I think you're a great person that uh, a lot of people look up to. So I think you need to keep doing what you do and and uh, keep being a big positive light. And I definitely appreciate this whole opportunity, Mike, because God is He's definitely doing something special in my life. and. Sometimes it's so unexplainable, the different things that he's done. I had to start journaling because it was just too overwhelmingly powerful that these things are actually happening. Some of my clients are friends of each other that don't even know that they've been here. And then as I meet new clients, they're tied to some of the other people. It's just unbelievable how small the world really gets. And God is definitely doing something special with me and giving me a platform to be able to change people's lives, not only through the nutrition, not only through exercise, not only through the, the friendships, not only through the, the, the fishing opportunities, but just because my walk. He's crossing people that crossing people on my path and this journey that I can interact with, but at the same time, inspire and be inspired by 
especially people like you and Beth. It's amazing to see somebody at your level have such a commitment to God. When a lot of people at that level, all they're thinking about is themselves. They're not looking to help anybody else understand what life has to offer or anything else at the, at, at the moment. They're thinking about how much money they can make. And in my business, I don't care about the money. I don't do it for the money. I do it because he's given me a gift, and it's my opportunity to share it with the world because that's why he blessed me with it. I don't, I don't believe you could... I don't believe you could work as hard as you work, you know, with your full-time job and then, well, actually two full-time jobs for that matter, your day job and then your evening job, um, you know, training all the people that you train, changing, changing lives the way you change them. I don't believe you could just do that for the money because at some point you'll have a lot of money and then you'll become full and satisfied and then you wouldn't want it as much. So I believe that's that's what makes you, you know, one of the best trainers I've ever seen. And, and and I've been, again, I've been in the gym since, you know, the late eighties. Um, when I was stationed in Europe and I was playing basketball over there, I was about 205 pounds, tall, skinny kid. And I got overseas and was on the basketball team. And a lot of those guys were 28, 29, 30 years old. They were, I was, you know, I was just a high school kid. Now here I am playing with grown men and, and I, I found the weight room and, and I, I, you know, all that stuff. I mean, every, every little step, every little, you know, piece of that puzzle that you're talking about, you know, coming together, it it just, uh, it's, it's an uplifting story, my friend. It really is. It's just so shocking that that is my reality. And looking back to the kid that was coming, growing up in Planet City, I didn't realize that one person could make that much of a difference in this huge world that we live in. But as the, the days, the months, and the years go by, I understand that the power of one is incredible, especially when they're doing things from the heart and with the, the, the right intentions in mind. And for me, I care more about my clients than my clients actually care about themselves. And that's hard to even imagine at this day and time. But I love the challenge of helping people understand a better sense of what they're capable of. Giving them the positive atmosphere and putting them in an environment where they can actually be themselves, but at the same time, strive to be a better version of themselves and be able to give them the tools that they can use, not only from the nutrition side of things, not only from the exercise, but from everyday life. Everything that you do in life, there's a choice that's gotta be made. If you can think it through a little bit deeper, you can make better and smarter choices. And that's what I teach. And most of the times my clients come here to lose weight or get a, a better strength capacity, but they leave with something so much more valuable. And it's the positivity of being able to show them that a man of God can actually live his life day by day and be an example for everybody, no matter the race, no matter the, the, the religious belief they have, but he can actually still guide them all to be a better version of them. And like I said before, God has blessed me with such an, uh, an unimaginable gift 
that sometimes it's hard to even explain it, the capabilities that, that he's given me. But I'm able to be living proof that life can be a valuable tool if you have the right person in the driver's seat. So when well, the clients come in, tell them all, there's going to be a team. It's going to be you, it's going to be me, and it's going to be God that's going to get you the results that you're looking for. Well, and I know all the years that I've been training, I've only, I've never met a trainer quite like you. Um, usually, I'm usually very disappointed in the trainers that I see in in most gyms. And uh, when my wife first decided she wanted to get into the to the gym and throw some weights around, I, I knew I wasn't going to be the one to to teach her how to do that because I didn't want her mad at me because I knew how sore she was going to be. So um, you were the guy that we chose um, because I figured all of that experience, your your demeanor, the way you are around people, uh, your spiritual beliefs, all that stuff, I just thought you were the right guy. So, you know, from a gym rat here who, again, I've trained in a lot of gyms, I've trained for years, um, you know, every week for as long as I can remember, I've been in a gym somewhere and uh, you're one of the best I've ever seen, Rodney. And not only are you one of the best trainers, but you're one of the best people that I've ever met. Um, I, I really, I really, uh, uh, I'm glad to call you a friend and, and, uh, you and your lovely bride, Audra there are, are just good people. And, uh, I appreciate you giving us some time today and, and shining some light on, on what you do. Resultsnutrition.net is the website. If you're looking for a great personal trainer, if you're looking for meal plans, any of that stuff, if you want to go compete at the highest level, I highly recommend you check out my boy, Rodney Burton. Thanks for your time today, Rodney. I appreciate you, buddy. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Mike. I definitely appreciate this opportunity and look forward to seeing you at your next session. <laughs> I'll be in there soon, my friend. <laughs> See you, pal. All right. Have a good weekend. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Real Animals Podcast. My boy, Rodney Burton, is such a, a great story, such an inspirational guy. Just his energy, uh, his positive attitude, all that stuff, just being around him is is just awesome. Um, I, I've never had a personal trainer before all the stuff I've done in the gym. I've kind of done myself, uh, you know, learned from other guys in the gym. Absolutely. But never really, uh, did the personal trainer thing and, and spending the last couple of weeks here because of the COVID-19 and all that stuff, spending the last couple of weeks training with Rodney and his, he's got a personal training studio. So it's not the same environment as a big gym someplace. The wife and I felt safe. It, it's been really really spectacular. He, he just, he looks at things different. Uh, it's reshaped my training a little bit. Uh, just a, a really, really neat guy. Again, resultsnutrition.net. If you're, if you're looking for some help, some questions, he's a great guy. And again, a, a, an inspiration to many, many people. So really hope you enjoyed the Real Animals podcast. Remember they're presented by Contender Boats and the Real Animals podcast are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, RI, tampabay.com and Spotify. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And if there's anybody out there you'd like to hear us do a podcast with, reach out to us on our social media outlets on Facebook. It's uh, Facebook slash Real Animals. On Instagram, it's Real Animals TV. And on Twitter, it's 
at Real Animals Fish. We appreciate you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. This is an MJ Morning Show podcast quick fix on Radio Influence. If you want to get a hold of us, folks, you can drop us email mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com. Send the email. If you want to drop a voicemail or a text message, call or text our hotline, and that's 813-467-6290, 813-467-6290. Speaking of voicemail, this guy wants a shout-out but didn't mention his damn name once in the voicemail, so I, I got to just play this. Can you please send me a shout out on the podcast this week? Okay, my friend. Uh- That's it. I, <laughs> but I don't know the guy's name. All I've got is his phone number. 813-9286. I'm not going to give out his phone number, but that's all, <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> Thanks for listening, pal. The MJ Morning Show podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, mjmorningshow.com, and radioinfluence.com.